kissfm.com.au. What's up, Melbourne? Welcome back to another episode of Open Deck with VZ. We're doing the top 10 DJs of Melbourne special and we're halfway through and we're saving some of the best till last, especially with tonight's guest. He's someone who's been a really big influence in the Melbourne underground sound, the king of minimal, and I'm super excited to welcome Wyroar to the show for our guest of the week. So hang around for that a little bit later on. But I'm going to kick into it with a Fred Again remix, Baby Again by Kevin Kitchen. Let's go.
I wanna feel the gear pumping through my veins. I wanna feel the drugs fucking up my brains. I wanna dance all night and fuck all day. I want cocaine on a breakfast tray. Is that okay? Killers in the jungle. Killers in the jungle. Yo, 
again rumble but we're gonna go to a quick ad break we're gonna get wire on be back in a minute kissfm.com.au dance music australia all right we are live back in the studio with right wire how's it going bro good mate how are you Good, man. Good. Thanks for coming on, man. It's um, I've been trying to get you on for a little bit, so it's I'm stoked to actually have you here. Um, let's just talk a little bit about your journey, man. I know you've been in the game for a little while. You've sort yeah. of grown up in Melbourne and you've been a real big part of it, man. Like, I think you've been, what, producing and DJing since 2014, yeah? Yeah, something like that. It's come on to like 11, 10 to 11 years, something like wow, that. Like, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little over a decade yeah, in the, yeah. in, in the scene, man. Like, what, what actually got you started? Like, what, why did you want to become a DJ? Ah, oh, man. Went back to like growing up with like a whole of family friends. I was in like they were all musicians, DJs, producers, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then I think I turned 18 and I went like to Wah one night, one Thursday night, and I seen Sparksy. And then that kind of like made me become like a DJ producer back then. And then it was just, yeah, all forward from there. Wow, man. It's funny because, yeah, everybody sort of looks up to Sparksy and then that you went to one of his shows and you're like, stuff it, I'm going to yeah. be the next Will Sparks. Yeah, on a Thursday night, <laughs> Wawa, never forget it. Man, I would have loved to grow up in that era where you had Sparksy just playing at Wawa. That would yeah. have been so good, man. Um, but let's just talk a little bit about um, like your beginnings and stuff. So the name Why Raw, what's the story behind it? Oh, okay. Well, that started back in when I first got my club gig at Code Red. They hit me up one day saying, I wonder we need your DJ name for the flyer. And I didn't really have one back then. It was just Rory O'Brien. Mm. And I didn't think that that name suited me as like an artist. And um, growing up at school and my mum was always like, why Rory? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? So I was like, <laughs> Rory backwards is why Rory? Mm. And then I put the question mark there, which I kind of wish I never did, but it just stuck with me. <laughs> why don't you wish you, why do you like know, the question I feel, mark? I feel like it's just like, I don't know, people forget it on the flyers and then just like the whole, I don't know, just not about it anymore. <laughs> it's, too, it's too hard to get rid of it and change everything. Yeah, it's stuck, stuck with, with you now. Yeah, stuck with me. So you, you sort of got the name because your mum was giving you a hard time. Yeah, and- pretty much. <laughs> Growing up school, why are you doing this, Rory? Why are you doing that? So yeah, it's been there for a while. It just stuck with you. That's yeah. good, man. That's good. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about your your journey again, man. Like you, you're such a, you were such a big part of like the Melbourne underground scene, man. Like yeah. the minimal scene, especially. Um, you've got like so many you know remixes and stuff 
stuff out there, but that biggest one, you know, Klaus remix that you did, Jump, you yeah. know, what, what did, <laughs> did that track sort of make you stand out? Was that like your first big break? Yeah, so I remember playing it out one night and it got a good reaction and then I decided to release it. And once I released it, it just went bonkers on SoundCloud. Mm. Everyone was playing it, downloaded it. It was just like the song. And I feel like that that song is which got me in my foot into the scene a lot more which i wish it never did because the remix i wish it was one of my originals (laughs) or something like that but you know i don't look back at it at all like it did good for me yeah dude it's huge i still hear it man like it's it's still going how how old is it now i think coming on to seven years and i still get messages every gig from people on my instagram saying please play jump and i have to say no <laughs> not happening you can't you can't play it anymore nah. you, you're probably over it do you yeah, sort I'm of over it you it's, it's, it's haunting me it's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life <laughs> it still goes hard yeah. though man like to this day it still goes hard oh, don't get me wrong it still does if, if i know the crowd's lacking i'll play that and the crowd's jumping again we'll just go off yeah we're talking a little bit offline about it but have you got any more plans to, to sort of re-release that track or yeah, so i've been in the talks with one of my friends edo who's been on my back about doing a hard techno remix of it so oh. it could be in the works it could be it could not be oh dude we'll have to find out it'd take off bro yeah. like that you should definitely make that happen you yeah. and you and edo in 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 the studio making yeah. a remix of that that'll be maybe, huge. maybe even be a collab with edo you know no That'd be cool, man. Who knows? (laughs) Excited to see what happens. Um, A bit more of your tunes, man. You've had a stack of your own releases, man. So like you've had number one hits on Beatport, like the the Get Down, which, you know, personally I thought was probably one of my favorites of of your um, originals, the Don't Deny Me Now, Arabian Princess. Plus, you know, you've had a stack of other um, top 20 tunes. Yeah. Like um, what's it like to sort of be be able to top those charts, man? Like what's that feeling? It's... It's a good feeling to feel like, I don't know, just looking at the charts and seeing your track number one in that genre around the world, it's it's a good feeling. Mm. You know you're doing something right. You know people are liking it. So, yeah, it's just a, it's a surreal feeling. It's crazy. Yeah, and not just to have, like, one. You've had, like, a yeah, bunch, man. Had did, a few. Did much come from it? Like, did you get a lot of support from like, international um, artists and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I did. Like, back in the day when I was all the minimal tunes, I had big support from, like, Mark Dakota and Droplex and all them big, like, you know, wow. minimal artists back then. But, um, yeah, it did, did good. And so it sort of helped you with your career because yeah. that was probably my, my next question. You got crowned the best or no sorry the eighth best minimal producer in the world yeah, back in yeah, yeah. by beatport back yeah. in 2016 yeah, dude like was, how did that, that how did that happen um i don't know i think it's just from every release so beatport they do every year they do like a um it's kind of like credits like score kind of thing so each release you get in the in the charts you get more score and okay. like my score just kept on going up because i was releasing tracks like i was releasing like two tracks a month or something like that oh back shit then. And um yeah, it just it was crazy. Like I was above like Boris Brecher and a few other big like artists back then. Shit. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And again, man, did did you sort of again get a little bit more notice because of that? Like did you get a little bit um, more more exposure? Yeah, a little bit. Like it was I don't know, it was it's it's hard. It's it's a long time ago, so it's like mm. it's hard to think like how far like def- what's happened. Well look at you now, man. It's probably yeah. taking you pretty far. You're still doing it. What, tw- yeah. 13 years on or 12 yeah. years on or whatever. So it definitely would have helped. But um, we, you, you're sort of talking a little bit about this offline as well, but you're sort of starting to shift away from that traditional Melbourne minimal yeah. sound. Like wh- wh- where are you sort of wanting to head now? Um, my dream is to just tour Europe 
for this techno sound. Like the what I'm trying to make right now, which I am making, and I'm just trying, I'm trying to progress just to make it in the Europe scene. Really, mm. nothing, nothing against Melbourne. Melbourne will always be my home, but I feel like I can branch a lot further than this Melbourne minimal kind of sound. It's a it's a very niche market. Like we all get around it. Everyone still yeah. loves minimal. It still oh, goes off. I still I still love minimal. Yeah. Like it's still it's still good to listen to. There's still people making banging minimal yeah. stuff. But I feel like it's just like I. I had my time. I did so much of it. Mm. I kind of like, I got bored of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. You've been doing it for so long. Yeah. you got to sort of stretch. So what is your new sound? What are you trying to go towards? I'm trying to go like this, like just real hard techno, like industrial techno, just ravey techno, just Love anything. It. Just like, the, yeah, just like ravey kind of like real big synths, like stabs. Kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, it is heading that way, man. Like yeah, there's real acidy. Like I'm loving my acid stuff as well right now too. Yeah, sick. Yeah. It's it, it. The sound is changing. So you know, if you can get in the forefront of it and and you know be one of the early pioneers of it, man, yeah. you could you, you sort of start. Well, you're a big part of minimal. I wouldn't say you started, but you're a big part of it. Now you could be the next big part of. I'd love whatever, to. Whatever I'd the next big sound such a, is. Such a good family to like the techno scene, especially in Europe. Like that, they're just like one big family. It's crazy. Yeah, I'd the, love to be a part of it. And then yeah, international man getting to play overseas. Yeah. Like that's the dream, man. Yeah. Um. Oh, but you, you also released your, your two track EP earlier this year. The, the tell me how it feels. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I got around it. I, I, I'm loving the new sound. So, what has the sort of reaction been around that? Um. The um, tell me how it feels that was a big pretty big tune so I, I sent that probably about six months prior to release to a big up and coming artist who's massive now BLK mm. and he had been playing it like all these big shows and um, just the crowd reaction over there was crazy so yeah. So right. he, he played it first or yeah, you, you yeah. gave so, it to him. Oh, he pretty much played it before me. Yeah. yeah so, shit. Yeah. yeah. So it was crazy. And he would send me fucking. That's all right, bro. Go for it. He would send me like videos and shit like of it, like him playing it in Europe, like these big shows, like 10,000 people. And just the people crowd was hard. insane and just made me want to release it. So I hit up um, DSR Digital label and I just wanted to sign it as a single, but. European labels they mostly do like EPs mm. so like oh, I had to give them another one which did good but I feel like it could have done a bit better oh okay yeah. well you know it's if it's taken off and other people are playing it and ten, crowds of 10,000 yeah. people it probably did pretty well man yeah. um, was that your first proper like EP? Um, I did sign an EP years ago to Dean Papp's old label oh yeah I cannot remember what that was called it was like Dean Papp's and Dean Dow. This was years ago, but yeah, my first proper EP. Proper one, yeah. yeah. Proper, proper. Nice, man. Yeah. Um, but you're also signed to That Sound um, Agency, yeah. man. Like, is that a... Because not many people get the opportunity to be signed to such a big label, man. Like, was yeah. that a huge achievement for you? Um, yeah, it was, it was. So, I was originally with Lucky. Yeah. And then um, stuff kind of happened with that, which... Mm talk offline yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah no, that's but, all good uh, you yeah know. yeah but yeah um ruben had open open um, arms for me for me for to come to that sound and mm. they just they're such great people all of them like they're just lovely people and they're just so caring and they look after you they ask you what you want how you doing do you want mm. this do you want that so 
So that, yeah, there's like I, I know yeah. I'm not I'm not saying lucky, but I know that other labels sometimes just push you in a direction that you probably don't want to go just yeah. to sort of play gigs. But exactly right. if you're wanting to pursue a sort of different route, you sometimes have to maybe take yeah. that step and, and look elsewhere. Yeah, man, 100%. for sure. You got to do what's right for you. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, that's what it is. And that's good that it's working out for you. Has it has it sort of helped you like progress as an artist? Do you think? Um, yeah, I think they've motivated me a lot more to mm. kind of like move forward and just progress and just keep doing what i'm doing love it man yeah. well like i said man it's it's cool to see your sort of brand changing so let's just watch this space yeah um you've had to, let's just talk about your gigs man because you've had a opportunity to probably play everywhere in melbourne or pretty much all of yeah. the all of the big events man but i know you did a recent gig the um the, the boiler room set in adelaide a culture yeah. man like yeah. i was looking at your videos on instagram it looks absolutely epic it man <laughs> It was crazy. That, that was only what a few weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, I think yes, yeah, three yes, yeah, three weeks ago I think it was. Yeah. What yeah. was what was it like to sort of do like a boiler room set over in Adelaide like um, that? It was good. It was sick. I've always wanted to do a boiler room set. I guess it's like, I'd like, I'd love to do a proper boiler room set. Like mm. that is a boiler room set, but you know what I mean, like the actual proper. Yeah, I know proper the proper brand. Room. Yeah. But that was crazy. It was just so good to get that feeling of what it's like, the people mm. around you, and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. Just, because yeah. I guess you sort of get disconnected when you're sort of playing a normal gig because the crowd's over there and you're up here. Yeah. But when you're in a boiler room, everyone's like around you. Yeah, gets I, around I, I, it. I vibe it. A lot of people yeah. don't like it, but I I got around it. it was, is it I is it like, like distracting with people behind you and yelling shit at you? Not at all. Like, I reckon it's a vibe. I reckon like yeah. people are jinging you up, like standing right there. We've got people there, like drinks flying everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's just it's a good feeling. I reckon. Nah, that's good. I saw um Fred again, man. Like I saw. Did you see his boiler room set that yeah, he yeah, did? Yeah, and then yeah. there was like someone that hit the decks yeah, and like yeah, stopped yeah, the music yeah. that'd be like my worst <laughs> yeah, fear yeah. one of the people that, in the that, crowd that, 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 I did have that in my mind or like <laughs> someone knocking my USB or something like that spilling a drink <laughs> yeah but um yeah no it was nothing went wrong it was just it was just all smooth from there perfect man that's good yeah it, it looked epic man has there been any other massive gigs that you've done over your career that you've just absolutely loved is there any like highlights um 100% playing in Budapest to 5,000 people that was just that was crazy I had I had about I think like five mates with me as well they came Shit. so yeah, it was real fun um, how do you even get a set over in Budapest bro uh, shout out to Hungry Koala Records yeah yeah they they sorted me out Nalo he he hooked me up that's, that's what happens you sign signing your tracks to Hungry Koala and you never know what could happen <laughs> shout out that's good man <laughs> I like because yeah like again it's really hard to, to sort of get those international gigs and did you got to play um, elsewhere over in Europe as well yeah so I played um, I played two gigs in Berlin one in Budapest and one in Dusseldorf Shit, man, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Budapest, the 5,000 people, was it, like, a industrial sort of thing or was it, like... No, just it, was like just a- like, it was just, like, a big open club, like, kind of thing. So it was just, like, people everywhere. There was people, like, behind. There was, like, a bar behind me. It was just, like, the... The, like the decks were like in the middle of the club and it was just like people everywhere and it was like you got to headline that yeah Dude, yeah it's crazy so good man yeah. epic that's the dream yeah um is there any gigs that you've done that haven't gone to plan where you've where there's been like you, you've stuffed up or someone something stuffed up oh 100 <laughs> percent. i've stopped the music in front of a lot of people <laughs> and a lot of people and i just stare at them and be like that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> Pretend it was a Dex or something like that. Hit the Q button. Yeah, hit the Q button. But yeah, there's been plenty of times. Um, I've had people like rip out my USB. No. Um, yeah, I was in, where was it? Was that Lucky? Before it was called Bunko in, the, in Jane's Bar. Yeah, Jane's Bar, yeah. I was DJing there and some guy 
actually broke my USB in half, like knocked it, and the whole music stopped. I didn't have another USB on me. <laughs> oh, shit. So I just had to get up and walk off and get the other DJ jump on. <laughs> Been, yeah, it's been some crazy times. Man, I would have knocked that guy oh, out, Oh, yeah, man. don't you worry. I went looking for him. I was not happy. <laughs> Actually, it's not just pulling it out. It's like snapping oh, snap it as well. It, yeah, snapping it. I just got that USB as well. Was he? Did he, didn't, did he do it on purpose? No, nah, I think he was just, just really drunk. Okay. Yeah, fresh 18-year-old. Just what, was over minimal and just broke the USB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably didn't like the song I was playing. Probably didn't play Jump. Jump, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, is there? I want to. Is there anybody that inspires you? Is there any DJ that you sort of look up to as an artist that sort of maybe helped you get to where you are today? Um, I don't know. To be honest, not really. Maybe back in the day, Sparksy. But everyone says Sparksy. Yeah. Like he's just like iconic. Yeah, he's just like the go-to guy to look up to, I guess, because he's look at him. He's the only one in Melbourne who's pretty much made it. You know, mm. like. Um, but yeah, other than that, not not really. I kind of just look up to myself. Yeah, wow, yeah, okay. You know, like, I just, like, that gives me more motivation just to... Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. Um, and you're really busy with gigs and, and producing music and stuff. And I was talking... I've talked to DJs about this quite a bit. It's it, I think people forget that, you know, people have day jobs as well because you can't sort of survive just, just, just off yeah. DJing, right? So um, and we are talking offline. I know you, you've got a sort of day job as well. You're also a dad now as yeah. well. So congrats on that, Thank bro. You. Um, you. And how are you finding time to fit all of this stuff in and still be... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, nah, um, no, nah, I do. I, at at the start, it was really hard to juggle everything. But mm. then you get in like such a routine, and like so, I'll get home. The missus will give me time to do what I want, and then it'll become dinner time, bath time, and then after that, kind of work on my stuff and all that kind of yeah. stuff yeah it's sort of like people forget all it's because you, you got to be in the right mindset to make music eh? like yeah. sometimes you can't you walk you get into the studio and you just can't oh, i've had i've had times where i look at the screen for like two months straight and all i do is just write a baseline and that's it and yeah. then i think i'm just like the worst person ever mm. like i just look down on myself but then there's days where i can make a tune in like a day and yeah. just like it's all so gravy. You just, yeah, you got to be in the right mindset. Exactly you can't, right. and that's when you think, all right, I've got an hour here, I'm just going to smash out a tune. Yeah. It doesn't always work. Yeah. Like, you can't, it's, it's, yeah. you've got to be like inspired and that 100%. sort of thing. So it's good that you're still actually managing to try and still do it all, man. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's not easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just ask a couple of random questions because I always like to um, get other DJs' perception of the scene and that sort of thing. So, what's one thing that you absolutely love about Melbourne and DJing and the music scene that we've got here? Um, Probably there's a lot of Melbourne like DJs out there that just love the music scene. Like they just they just live and breathe it. That's mm. like about Melbourne. Probably also like there's no lockout laws in Melbourne. It's true, actually. Like, yeah. You go, I've I've played in Sydney and I I can't do a shot after twelve o'clock. <laughs> and I was like, never book me there again. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't know Melbourne. I just. I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's a hard, hard question. Like, yeah, it's, there's so much to love yes, about it. Yeah. Eh? But is there anything that you think that needs to change? Is there anything that you think that you know we, we could do differently, or things that need to get better? Oh, it's a hard one. Yeah, I know. It's a hard one. It's a bit of a loaded maybe, question. <laughs> maybe, maybe all clubs do something different. Stop mm. doing the same shit every weekend. Mm. Stop booking the same DJs every weekend. That's why there's a lot of clubs out there that are shutting, closing. It's, I don't know. I feel like that's just my opinion, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone else has their own opinion, but I feel like every club does the same thing. Change it up. Yeah. Do something different. 
I, I agree, man. Like, cause it, it is, it's, it's another thing also for up and comers. Like when you have the same DJs playing every weekend, it is, makes it really hard. And we got so much talent yeah. and people probably don't get the recognition that they, that they should and get the opportunity to play like they should, yeah. because you're right. It's always the same yeah. and big you, headliners. And you, sorry. And you can also, you go out and you hear the same song like three times a night and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, they just need to change it up. Love it, man. I love it. Love your perception of it. Um, but we, with with Melbourne Minimal and it sort of t- t- changing a little bit, like it, it was obviously such a big part um, of, of your career, but where do, what do you think is going to sort of replace it now? Because we are heading in a little bit of a different direction with the sound. Do you think, what's the next big thing, do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. I feel like Minimal will still always be there. Minimal yeah, always, always going to have it's always, it's always Yeah, it's always going to be there. But I feel like... Um, uh, techno man it's just it's just taken over like mm. especially maybe even like some like future rave kind of stuff yeah um yeah like look at lista like he's making bangers Huge. and he's like that sound just progressing over in the states or over europe and all that yeah i don't know i feel like i feel like everything's just gonna combine together that's, that's yeah. my theory it's, like, it is it's like everything's getting harder and faster yeah. and the like I, I was playing before man like a little bit of yeah, trancey yeah. techno stuff yeah, and exactly. like yeah, everything's just getting faster yeah. and harder yeah I, I'm, just, I'm actually really stoked with all the stuff that's coming yeah. out it's so different it's, it's just it's every refreshing. genre put together on steroids that's what it is <laughs> it's just what it, what it's gonna be people taking chances it's good <laughs> eh and, I, and this is a bit of a controversial question and I know that I've been talking to other DJs about it and it, it sort of not worries people but I guess with the new revolution of AI man like AI is coming around everyone's worried that their jobs are going to be replaced do you, yeah. and there's there's also now um, you know AI that can make music yeah, like yeah. do you think that there's ever going to get to a point where DJs are like replaced by AI or like we no nah, I don't I don't think that will ever that will ever happen but I feel like it will help people make music mm. and I don't know I've already I've already seen artists use like AI to like come up with lyrics and all that kind of stuff for them like yep. I don't know I think it's pretty cool yeah, well, like, it could just be another tool. Yeah, 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 exactly right. It could be like, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. another tool. Interesting, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen the next yeah. five years. We'll just be having people, you know, putting in ideas and then it popping out a track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I might rock up to a club and be like a little robot there, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right, I'm going to ask two more questions and I promise we'll get into the music. Yeah. What is the craziest thing that has ever happened behind the decks that you've seen behind the decks? Like, oh, mate, that's for offline. <laughs> <laughs> can't even talk uh, about nah, it. No, I can't, can't talk about them ones. It's <laughs> pretty crazy behind the decks with a bunch of mates. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's always um, a lot of stuff that yeah. happens. <laughs> <laughs> and what advice would you give an up-and-coming DJ? Somebody that oh, wants to I be like the next one. next Y-Raw. Um <laughs> you don't want that um just do you don't try and be like anyone around anyone else don't give a fuck what anyone says just be yourself and just let it let it happen that's yeah. that's my best advice i reckon and just spam 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 free downloads everything yeah just yeah just yeah. It's about putting out content, eh? Yeah, like, exactly right. I see it so is. many DJs that are, don't get me wrong, they're, they're, they're talented, but I also see people with more talent that don't get the exposure because they're probably not putting themselves out there yeah. as much. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, putting out content, spam, put yeah. it all up. And I got one question from uh, the viewers. What is your favourite old school Melbourne tune of all time? Will Sparks, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it's um, I've 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 heard it, and you know that's it's an absolute banger. And yeah. Charlie Sheen, man, that was He's the th- that, that was the funniest mental breakdown I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I <laughs> don't know, man, I was banging seven gram rocks, <laughs> tiger blood and shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, man. What should we expect to listen, uh, hear from your set tonight, man? Um, just real hard and fast techno. Bit of bit of um bit of stuff from Edo. Um, three AM disco, Black Traffic, Kirk, myself. Any unreleased? Yeah, a few unreleased now. Yeah, love yeah. it. Keen, keen to hear it. All right, let's get into it. Please welcome Wairoa. Easy motherfucking E with the chrome to your dome Cruising in my 6 rag ragtop I got a lot of juice, a lot of fucking block Now when I hit that switch, I'm bouncing More bounce to the ounce and I'm clowning Keep the gat in my lap Cause I'm fully strapped for the carjackers But no haps cause I pack a tech nine Plus an AK-47 Send the one-way ticket to my hell maybe heaven Peep, nigga, I don't sleep Bury motherfuckers in the concrete They try to creep kinda slow in the ass But I'm peeping niggas out in my left window So I blast in my glass, so I glass no more Yo, they call my motherfucker John Doe
Change it, mail, upgrade it, charge it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, quick, erase it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, quick, rewrite it, plug it, play it, burn it, rip it, drag it, drop it, zip, unzip it, lock it, fill it, call it, find it, view it, code it, jump, unlock it, surf it, scroll it, pose it, click it, cross it, crack it, twitch, update it, name it, read it, tune it, print it, scan it, send it, fax, rename it, touch it, bring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop on that.
Hey, uh. 